Hey guys, I'm Bert with Dabbing with Washington Artists. The idea is simple. We have six dabs and six questions. So sit back, light your torches, as we sit down and interview the artists that make Washington, Washington. Hey, how's it going? This is Obsidian Gray. Just checking out here with these guys about to do some dabs. Check out my material. I've got some beats for sale, obsidiangray.com. Going to have some more releases coming out soon. Thanks so much, guys, for having me. For today's series of dabs, we will begin our smoke session with an orange cake, a sherbet, and a cake pounder. And we will round out the session with a Willie's Wonder, a Nerds, and a Chocolope. So, welcome to Dabbing with Washington Artists. Today we are joined by Obsidian Gray. Uh, thank you for coming, man. Thanks for having me so much. Yeah, no problem. Uh, it's good to have you here. Um, so, we're just going to get right into it. Okay. Um, so, for our first dab of the day, we've got Orange Cake. Orange cake is an indica-dominant hybrid known for its tart and citrusy taste and tendency to leave the smoker couch-locked in in a haze. We scored a gram of this sugar wax at a shop on Bothell Everett Highway in Bothell. So, uh, first thing we'd like to ask everyone, uh, what role does cannabis play in your creative process? So my creative process, it absolutely gets the, uh, the juices flowing, so to speak. Uh, I've been a med patient with cannabis like, since 2006, so mm -hmm. I'm big on the, the medical side. Uh, and I use it basically to keep me sane. Um, without sure. it, you know, I don't know that I'd be making music or really doing anything of, of uh, any productive value. <laughs> That's fair. Totally. So it kind of, you know, kind of coming from that angle. Mm -hmm. um, do you have a preference for, like, say, sativas or indicas, or uh, or do you have any particular strains that you really like? I have a few strains that I really enjoy. Mac One is one of them. GMO Skittles. Like I went on this big uh, genetic research mission about a year ago, just finding the best genetics that I could, and mm -hmm. taking surveys from different people online. And those are some of them that I came into. As far as like you know, uh, indica sativa. I don't know. It doesn't really even. I don't know. It just it doesn't really phase me one way or the other anymore. Sometimes it's a really nice strain. You can tell because the terpenes will, you know, though that entourage will get right. one direction versus the other. Uh, it doesn't really even. I don't know. Phase me as much no more. All right. So for our second uh, dab of the day, we've got a sherbet. Oh, nice. Sherbert is a well-balanced hybrid that gives a zing of a sativa and the couch-lock effects of an indica, and is known for its robust aroma of berries and skunk. We picked up a gram of these diamonds at a shop on Broadway in Everett. Yeah. Nice. That's got a nice flavor. Very nice flavor. All right, so uh, how has living in Washington influenced your creative process? Well, so first of all, you have the uh, the eight months of gray. <laughs> so the name kind of actually spawned a little bit from from that. Not, not entirely, but that was part of it. Uh, okay. I'm originally a Colorado native, okay. uh, and I've lived 
various places throughout the United States in my life, lived in Mexico for a while as well. However, uh, I've been coming to this area since my grandparents lived up here in the late 80s. So I used to spend summers up here with my grandparents and my dad, like out in Granite, and my grandparents live in Anacortes. Okay. So I've been in the area since then. Um, I lived in Seattle downtown, Harbor Steps for a while, lived off 9th and James for a while, and uh, I've lived in Snowco for a while. So different aspects of it have affected me different ways. When I lived downtown in Seattle, I had a buddy who was associated with Zion's Gate Records over there, a record store in Capitol okay. Hill, yeah. Braga Jungle. And I used to DJ down around in Seattle for a while, like DJ Nectar and a couple other places doing reggae and Raga Jungle stuff. Uh, so that connection there, you know, influenced me. Uh, obviously just the weather and stuff. And then you have the whole other aspect of this area too, which is like, of course, the grunge, you know, what, whatever, sure. whatever. So it's just so strange, too, because when I used to come out here, I remember first coming out here in the late 80s, and in this area specifically, to see somebody like with combat boots or colored hair or anything like that would be like, oh, whoa, whoa, there's, there's another, whoa, is that another, is that another person that's like involved? So it's so strange in contrast to today. Oh, um, yeah, now you see it everywhere. Yeah, it's very, very weird. So that, you know... Uh, being exposed directly to what was here that I did see and getting down to Seattle as much as I could when I was younger uh, to the shops and music stores. So just being able to have, so like um, I'm doing dark trap beat production mm -hmm. now, uh, just, whatever, that's what it says on my website, but I do all kinds of different music and grunge, rock, punk, all that will just intrinsically be sewn into me as a person and my sure. So, you know, in those ways for sure, this, this area, you know. So absolutely influence and affected me so here we are number three <laughs> sometimes i pick based on name and you know so uh we have cake pounder here cake pounder is an indica dominant hybrid with a unique aroma of freshly baked muffins skunk and diesel and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker with both the body and mind high that lingers for hours we scored a gram of this wax at a shop on 88th avenue in linwood describe your beats as uh, ultra dark scary and horror beats um in your opinion what makes a beat dark or scary and what uh are some of the methods you use to achieve that dark sound so for me like uh the reason too why i, I do that subgenre area is because i'm just i love horror movies i love dark stuff i love dark art i make dark art like visual art i got the, oh, cool. the zombie girl right here you know like it's just the thing so again like with the grunge element of folding and the punk element of folding and like who's me into what i do mm -hmm. again right the horror movie aspect the the scare factor the shock factor um so Within that, like what I bring into the music from that would be like, think about the 80s horror movies and the soundtracks, right? So mm -hmm. you can hear at the piano, the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you can just hear it in your head and automatically. So it's already a genre and trap that exists. Like I, I, I'm just someone who does that. But I say, well, let's take it to the extreme. Um, 
that's already my deal, my lane. I love the the shock element. I did a, a whole series of visual art, like uh, when I was in rehab, bro, called Rage Art, and I basically okay. would just take and recreate what looked like blood and just throw it as hard as I could on canvases and stuff. So like just crazy stuff, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and through therapy, you know, I had to work through a lot of rage. But so again, it's like a positive channel, a positive outlet to do all that crazy dark stuff that every human has in their mind. So it's one way, you know. I, I, Absolutely. Infuse it. Um, so if you had to describe kind of like a dark sound or dark beat, like how would it, well, what, what kind of effect is it having on somebody? Like what are you, what are you hoping to, uh, to get out of that? Like, So with my beats, um, basically to recreate the vibe you would get from a scary situation like a horror movie. Like imagine you walked in your house and like the electricity was out, like maybe you kind of thought somebody was in there, something was broken over there or whatever. There was like some blood on the wall and just that vibe you would get like the, that the, unease that, that the, put you on edge kind of. The goosebumps, yeah. the hair stands up, you know, like, like that. All right. So we're at the halfway point here. Um, so, again, this was another one I picked just because of the name. Um, but uh, this is a uh, Willie's Wonder. Okay, yeah. Willie's Wonder is an indica-dominant hybrid with a complex terpene profile of sweet earthiness and hints of citrus and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker hazy and euphoric. We found a gram of these diamonds at a shop on Bothell Everett Highway in Bothell. <laughs> now that one tastes like cake. Or muffins. I don't know. <laughs> so trap music has exploded in popularity over the last 20 years or so um, and has influenced a lot of mainstream music. Uh, what direction or trends do you see emerging in trap today? So um, I would say that two of the... Two subgenre that have sort of emerged that are loosely associated that I'm watching are one's called Plug and B. Okay. And the other one's Hyperpop. So those are. I've never heard of either of those. Yeah, those are, they're new. If you get on like TikTok, start talking to kids, uh, Autumn Summers are two uh, Plug and B artists that are releasing more new stuff on YouTube. You can check them out. They're not associated with me. Uh, but those are two subgenres that I see. If I always, I'm such a music dork. I was a DJ for like a long time, so like I'm just a music nerd even now at my old age. That's great. And I just always stay on top of what's emerging, what's next, what's next. And so those two, I think there's a few other with the EDM. Uh, I used to do a lot of EDM stuff. I'm not really in that space anymore. Right. Um, but you know, more in terms of pop charting stuff and what where the sound i think it's going it's like this slowed down really spacey kind of jumping off juice world almost type stuff um rest in peace right 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 uh so yeah yeah and um do you see uh does it have an influence on on your general sound as well like do when you see these new um things emerging do do you tend to go okay how can i incorporate that into what i'm already doing like. Absolutely. So I started as a musician and doing like punk stuff. So okay, just whatever, no training. You know how punk works. Sure, yeah, yeah. You just do it because you're gonna do it. A uh, couple of power chords, and you're good. Yeah. So yeah, I try to pull in, uh, and then you have hip hop, which is like always, you know, it's just it's the melting pot of music. So for me, coming, that's 
I mean, that's my way of life, so to speak. So, yeah, I always want to pull in, well, what's what's coming now? How is this evolution continuing? How do we take what, you know, what we know, what we've done with what's emerging and what's coming out and, like, you know, put those things together into something like, you know, solid, full. Yeah, and that's kind of one of the cool things about electronic music in general, just the broad electronic, you know, idea is that you can incorporate anything anything you know and it's just as long as you can think about it yeah. totally I, lo- I love it it's like sampling the sampling culture you know mm-hmm. from from electronic music for sure and then hip-hop as well absolutely it's I love atypical things and I love things that are like, you know, juxtaposed and, and will cause like a cognitive dis- dissonance with people like mm-hmm. art and just that whole area is just interesting. Well, let's take this thing and you'd think this would happen, but let's do this over here instead. Something that's really atypical for that visual. Well, so uh, moving on here now, All right. uh, we've got some nerds. For oh, yeah. Five. Nerds is an indica-leaning hybrid with a rich combination of sweet grapes and berries and is known for its tendency to leave the smoker focused and introspective. We picked up a gram of the sugar wax at a shop on Evergreen Way in Everett. Sometimes you use a little floggy. I never use one of these. I got. I just got my own new email last year, about a year ago. Um, so you create a lot of beats for musicians and filmmakers, uh, which requires giving up some elements of artistic control of a piece, I imagine. Um, do you ever find it difficult to let a beat go to someone else or been surprised by a direction an artist has taken with it? Mm. No, not really. Not anymore. No. Um, as far as my beats, they're just make the beat, um, for whatever, whatever, vibe I'm going for intention for that beat and then post it and then it's it'll be used how it's going to be used um all and as crazy as this sounds it's like it's 2021 and it's the way that it is it's like a beats are a commodity almost oh yeah absolutely so um no um for for now me personally my material you know what I mean like uh I'm I'm gonna plan to do the beat piece Mm-hmm. But then behind that, I have my own personal music and, and I have my own feelings about how that will be. But okay. as far as this stuff, no. Um, there would be hard no's as far as things I would not allow any of my music to be associated with or be used for, though. And, and thankfully, that hasn't happened. But, you that, know, it, that's good. Uh, you know, there's whatever. Um, I come from the old school hip hop mentality, so I'm not going to allow somebody to come out and be very uh, derogative towards women. I'm not going to let somebody, right. my brother, he OD'd like a year ago. So I'm not going to let somebody come out and be like promoting, you know, fentanyl use and lean for mm-hmm. me, you know. So like there would be hard no's. So as that far as sense. a surprise, no, but if it would happen i would have to arrest that situation as quickly as possible. you ever get anything going the opposite direction though where you hear somebody put something really sick down to one of your uh one of your beats and you're just like holy shit like, absolutely like that's i gotta yeah i gotta hear some of that shit <laughs> because when we were doing some of our research we were mostly hearing the the beats you had ready and all that sure. stuff i'd love to hear some of that oh, uh, sure. so there's um 
three artists that I'm working with right now, <laughs> and there will be singles coming from those projects as well as singles coming from me. Um, yeah, one of the dudes I'm working with right now, I I don't know how he's not already signed. Like, I don't know how he's not already famous. It, and, like, I'm a connoisseur of hip-hop. I was underground DJ. I, I know the music relatively well, and I'm just, like, completely blown away. That's awesome. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to some really cool stuff. I took a break from music for a while, and I just got back into it recently. So that's probably why some of what you saw online, like, there's going to be gaps. I have a mm -hmm. bunch of a huge catalog of unreleased material that's not anywhere uh, available. Um, some of it through TikTok. Mm -hmm. So a lot of exciting things. Well, here we are, man. Uh, we're at the last one. Um, and so we've got a Chocolope. Chocolope is a sativa-dominant strain known for its kick of energy and rich chocolate and coffee flavor. We found a gram of this wax at a shop on Broadway in Everett. In recent years, crossover music styles have increased in popularity, um, oftentimes uh, meshing genres with very different average beats per minute. Um, what are some of the difficulties of breaking normal genre barriers um, with BPM, especially like faster paced trap beats? Oh, uh, well, I love really mixing it up how I was saying before. So as far as BPM goes, I'd say it's just one more element to be able to work within to find areas to make changes that are atypical. So in trap, you're working, you know, uh, 140, 150, and you can drop down to half of that, right? So you can go half time of 150 or 140, so 70 for 140. So 70 BPM beats going to have, you know, like that vibe. And then you can go double time and, ha you know, twice of that. Mm -hmm. So you can start to do really interesting things there, and especially in terms like trap in the hi-hats, you hear it a lot. Uh, jungle, uh, drum and bass, raga jungle specifically is another music that uh, I worked in a lot, did a lot of production in. And there you get a lot of very huge swings in BPM, and you'll do a lot of that stuff where you'll just go from a straight-up hip-hop beat into the jungle. Um, and metalcore is another genre that I really enjoy and love. Definitely. I was going to ask about that genre personal. Oh, yeah, yeah, like from Autumn to Ashes and mm -hmm. just, oh, yeah. Um, so that's another genre that I really love because of the time signature variations and the changes between halftime, full-time, and, and the BPMs that they work in. In terms of, like, genre and the melting pot of music, where I... Uh, we're at a weird stage because on one side of it, it's like music is in a way where it is truly come all the way together and there's almost no genre left. But then at the same time, a lot of younger people will want a very specific sound. So if they want a plug and B sound and you don't provide a plug and B sound, you're not going to get a good response. Mm -hmm. So there's that level of like specification. And, and then in just other aspects, though, like music maybe as a whole at pop right now, it incorporates like we have country trap songs and, and just everything going on where is there really even a genre at all left? 
Well, hey, man, it was uh, great having you here. Thank uh, you, you, so much. you were a great interview. Um, thank you guys all for joining us on Dabbing with Washington Artists. Um, stay high, everybody. Hey, guys, thank you so much for watching. Remember to hit like or follow and uh, share with your friends. Bye. <laughs>